Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And today our subject is the fastest man on earth. That is not Usain Bolt. Apparently still holds the record. Running on foot. This guy did it on a rocket sled. He's called Dr. John Paul Stapp. What? So it's not Yoko Zuno. <laughs> no, but I would like to see Yokozuna strapped into this rocket sled. Uh, fastest. I think that'll be hilarious. Yeah, the fastest man, not the fattest. Oh. Yeah, I, that confused the fuck out of me. <laughs> on my notes. I mean, it was like, the fastest man. And I, fastest man, okay, fastest man. And then you're like, oh, I'll make loads of fat jokes. Like, Did I miss it? Fattest man, what's going on? Sorry. <laughs> no, well, the fattest man on earth would just be a documentary myself. <laughs> oh, harsh. Just, no, we haven't had to peel you out the chair yet. Not yet. I'm getting there. Fuck me. <laughs> I've probably doubled in weight over lockdown. Many have. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one, mate. I'm going to have that thing that the astronauts have where their muscles waste away when they've been in space. <laughs> <laughs> what, muscular antiphy? That's the one. <laughs> well, know. it'll be okay. As long as you're not washing yourself with a rag on a stick yet, you're okay. I'll get my cat to clean me. <laughs> <laughs> that is grim as fuck. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's bonding. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is wrong as fuck. I'm sorry. No, he didn't say cleaning. He didn't say cleaning his bollocks. He just said cleaning. Cleaning his face. I thought that was implied. <sighs> no, you pervert. No, I lick my own bollocks clean. <laughs> A man's bollocks to his own bollocks. <laughs> yeah, come on, Ben. Sorry, I just thought it was implied. The cat was giving him an all-over tongue bath. <laughs> so you just thought cat... it was implied well no my cat is literally on my lap as we speak so I feel weird about this <laughs> yeah let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah move on don't listen to Ben Rowley don't listen to Ben <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's thank some new and returning listeners and then we'll do some weird news before we crack on with the main cut and thrust of it sounds good I'll go first with the weird news All right, do no, some... no, you go first sorry I'm yeah. getting the running order. Okay, let's thank some new returning listeners. Watertown, Wisconsin. Aubrey, Texas. Keller, Texas. Adelaide, Australia. Sarasota, Florida. Oslo, Norway. Sydney, Australia. Lugano, Switzerland. Milton, Canada. Wigan, UK. Harrow, UK. Mark Yates, UK. Bowling Green, Kentucky. London, UK, Madrid, Spain, uh, top three, Lawrence, Kansas, Boulder, Colorado, and Chaffee, Missouri. Chaffee? Chaffee. Is it Chaffee, is it? 
I don't know. <laughs> well, it's C C H A double F double E. Yeah, oh, the chaffy then, isn't it? Yeah, chap rhymes with. I was just thinking, Bowling Green, Colorado. Was it Bowling Green, Kentucky? Mm. So I thought, guess what's there? Bowling Colorado. No, what's it called? No, that's all wrong. Bowling <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck well, nevertheless, let's, thank you all for listening, even if we can't pronounce ah! where you live. <laughs> okay. What happened then? Sorry, I just shouted duck really loud. <laughs> okay. All right, Scott. All right, then. Do the first bit of weird news, then. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. NASA says this asteroid will get so close it could smash into Earth's satellites. Some more good news for the future. An asteroid roughly the size of the Eiffel Tower passed by Earth on Friday, and NASA scientists say its next flyby in 2029 might result in a collision with orbiting satellites. On Friday night, the asteroid 99942 Apophis, named after the ancient Egyptian demon serpent god of chaos, Wow. What are they naming him after him for? <laughs> it's just asking for trouble. Because <laughs> it's metal as fuck. Name it after the goddess of flowers. <laughs> oh, great. So when it comes hurtling through the atmosphere, we go, oh, look, there's Daphne. <laughs> yeah, but you just fucking, you just tempted it now, calling it the fucking god of chaos, aren't you? Yeah, but it's a more metal name. <laughs> it certainly is. You know... Calling it Comet Daphne or something like that it isn't just isn't the same. <laughs> I still think you're tempting the fucking you're tempting the gods by calling it that. Well, it's gonna come apparently within nineteen thousand eight hundred miles of the planet the next time it comes around in twenty twenty nine. That is less than the distance between the Earth and the Moon. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cl- close. They did actually think it was gonna hit us in twenty twenty nine. Is a cult of people going to kill themselves as it passes over? If not, shall we start one? <laughs> I uh, think an interesting business opportunity. Mm, definitely. Heaven, Heaven's Gate 2.0. Yeah, yeah, we have our own branded, our own branded sneakers. Mm. Yeah. And tracksuit. Away team written on, our, on the jackets. But, and as everybody kills themselves, we'll just do a runner with the money. And can we have red shirts like on Star Trek? I think that goes without saying. Yeah, because we'll just die. Well, actually, we'll have have captain's jackets. Oh, no, we're we're blagging people, aren't we? We're not going to actually do it, are we? Uh, No, well, no, but we'll be the captains of this ship, so... But won't they be suspicious? Like, why do you get a special captain's one? we're we're the leaders of the cult. Yeah, but we should all be... We should just blag them and wear the same as them until they're gone. Then we put the glamorous, you know, then we load it up. Well. When they're gone. I think we should do it on the day. There's no getting out of it then. Oh, right. Once they've taken the stuff, we sort of turn up with captain's outfits on. Fair enough. Okay. As long as we get their gold at the end of it. Oh, we're getting the gold, yeah. Sort of, man. (laughs) Then we'll just do a runner to Brazil. Be fine. (laughs) Yep. Did they uh, say how big this comet was, Ben? 
Yeah, it's a it's as uh, wide as the Eiffel Tower is tall. It's one thousand one hundred and twenty feet. Fuck, that's pretty yeah, you, big. You'll be able to see it with the naked eye. I believe, as the French would say, a fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd probably say something like that. Inside the Mad. I'd imagine if it hits. Oh, goulet le poulet. <laughs> and then something about a Swazon nerve. <laughs> something like that. God well, if it hits France, it won't be all too bad, will it? Yeah. Nah, but the way, the way it won't be culturally. Culturally, that'd be amazing, but the wave that hits Britain will be geographically very disastrous. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, that's a good Plus point. all that dust and debris coming up. You know what I mean? We'd rather it hit Russia. Well, yeah. It's as far away as possible from us, so that's great. I mean, well, I technically, think... New Zealand is... <laughs> well, that'll do, it. then. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, so smug about no COVID. Ooh, ooh, gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> uh, smug now are you yeah well you can only presume that they'll send up bruce worse with a team of ragtag drillers oh god here we go they might as well why do they train no we're not making mm. <laughs> drillers to be spaceship men they should have trained spaceship men to be drillers you can't train drilling gas. It's an art form. It's a gift. No, it's not an art form. It's literally incredibly technical and precise. No, nah, you've, you've either got a natural feel for it or you haven't. Get to fuck. <laughs> I'm not having it. Oh, we've got to do Armageddon one day as a movie uh, episode. Despite best advice, I watched the most recent instalment of the Die Hard franchise. Oh, yeah. Seen... Any good? Uh, I genuinely just got bored. Oh, fuck. It could be any... It's like, like... It could be any action film, but, like, Bruce is like, hey, my name's John McClane. Honest. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's not very John McClane-y. I mean, he's in Russia on holiday. Uh, well, of all huh. the places to go. Oh, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Comets, sorry, comets. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But it might take out our satellites if it comes a bit closer than they think. Or it might hit us. What will happen to the port of the GPS? Fuck. All gone, mate. Into- we'll be lost with blue, lost with blue balls. What? <laughs> huh. Yeah, because, I mean, no more porn, no more internet, no more GPS, no more communications. No You'd more- have to go to the old school way of fighting porn in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's there to leave it anymore, Mike. The cycle's been broken. No, yeah, we're been just... re-established without we're... the technology. No. Yeah, but for the first few painful months, it'll just be us wandering around in the woods with useless <laughs> hard-ons. Ah. Back over. Oh, where's all the poor? Moving on, then. <laughs> to some cheery news. Gravedigger dead after being buried alive while working in cemetery. <laughs> well, it's a shitter, isn't it? So he got murdered first in the cemetery. What? I'm confused. Tell me the story. Uh, okay, a 42-year-old cemetery worker was killed after a grave he was digging collapsed in on itself and buried him alive. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. What a nightmare. So bitterly ironic. I know. He was literally digging his own grave and didn't realise. 
The that, universe can really fuck with you, can't it? Yeah, until that ironic last second when it dawned on him. Yeah. Oh, no. oh God, as his last breath desperately mm. escaped, gasping buddy. <gasps> fuck, this is really silly. Papers. Sorry. Rodwin Alleycock. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. <laughs> he's suffered all life with his, that fucking name. <laughs> and now he's buried himself alive in his own grave and he's dug for himself. Oh, and he's black in America. Oh, oh, this is just tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Should push out the thing of the victim here, guys. <laughs> Ali Cock <laughs> died after the accident at Washington Memorial Park in Mount Sinai on New York's Long Island on Tuesday morning. The grave he was working on was more than seven feet deep with Rodwin levelling out the bottom of the hole when the accident happened. His co-workers frantically tried to dig him out after the accident. Tragically, they were too late to save him, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, <laughs> it should be pointed out, they don't know what caused the grave to collapse. Fate. So maybe, maybe oh, yeah. you <laughs> Because of poor workmanship. It was Roddy's own fault. <laughs> was it Shoddy from Roddy? Yeah, Shoddy Roddy, that was his nickname. <laughs> I bet that wasn't his nickname. Not with a surname like that. <laughs> Street dick. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, rest in peace, Mr. Uh, Alicock. Uh, From your bitterly ironic death. What a tragedy. Oh, motorway penis. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Let's move on. Don't be annoyed. Oh, you waiting for me? Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Sorry, I thought there was more to Mr. Ali Khan. No, that's it, sadly. Just the tragic irony in his funny last name. Well, like you said, Mike, a life of suffering. <laughs> it was bound to end in a silly comedy way, wasn't it, with a name like <laughs> Okay. Star's home claims her ghost haunts the Hollywood mansion as she reports hearing weird noises at night and says guests feel the spirit hugging them. It's a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. The Marilyn Monroe lookalike who lives in the actress's former home has claimed the Hollywood mansion is being haunted by the late icon's ghost. Jasmine Chiswell, 25, from Lanarkshire, Scotland is a dead ringer for the film star and took social media by storm last year after she began sharing video tours of the home Monroe shared with Joe DiMaggio in the 50s. Hang on, can I just make myself a lookalike of someone and then they give me their house? 
I suppose she's had to buy it or at least rent it or do something to get it because I mean, she's a fucking good looker, like then. Shit, you know. Okay. She does look like her. I'll give her that. Right. She said that a psychic told her that the house is being haunted by the ghosts of Marilyn and Joe. Yes, she does look like her. I can see the pictures now. Oh, boobs. <laughs> oh. Uh, appearing on the program today, she said, there's been so many. There's been so many weird things have happened. Boopy doop. My husband and I have tried to debunk the things we hear, but so many people have experiences, things we just can't explain. People feel like they're getting hugged. We've heard some weird voices and uh, we hear footsteps every single night. It happens all the time. Well, what do you think, boys? I think it's really unlikely and she's probably just trying to make some money. It's publicity. Yeah. Done for God's fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I look like her. I'm so upset. I look like her and I bought her house and, and I'm not making as much as I thought I would. So, oh, for fucking fuck off. I mean, she's come from Scotland to living in Marilyn Monroe's house. Something's hey, gone hey, on there. Hey, hey, look a bit like fucking Marilyn Monroe, you know. That fucking <laughs> place, uh, you know. You know. No, I'm not fucking. Hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is interesting how she managed to uh, go from like Lanarkshire, Scotland to mm. to LA living in the... I want to know who her husband is I look at Marilyn Monroe don't you know look at me <laughs> <laughs> look at that hat <laughs> how much money do you think she spent all of it <laughs> Oh God bless her! Well, you know, maybe, maybe. she could keep Prince, Prince Harry company. <laughs> maybe. So what, what do you guys think of the old Prince Harry? Uh, well, on one hand, I mean, I'm like, I'm really not surprised that the fucking the, the family's fucking racist. We knew that anyway. That's not a shock. Exactly. Yeah. Like granddad literally. Didn't he say that he thinks we could solve world hunger through cannibalism? <laughs> Is that what he said? Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Wouldn't just eat the African. Fucking hell. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, so that wasn't a fucking shock, was it? I mean, I feel for it. You know, she says that she was suffering, and then obviously my heart goes out to her, but... Oh, we're all she fucking... Stuff but she is, should, you know, she should try fucking living on minimum wage. Exactly. And she'll but, know what fucking suffering is. Do you know what I mean? I just can't believe Harry is shocked. Because, you know what I mean? Like, what did he expect? Like, um, you know, <laughs> I come from, like, the most poshest, most upper crust country, uh, family in the entire country. You know, literally the poshest people in the country. I shall go home a darkie and they all kicked off. I can't believe it. I didn't see it coming at all. What the fuck, Harry? You fucking bellend. <laughs> you could, if, even if your parents own a small holding, one Land Rover, like and, uh, a house that's paid off, that's worth, like, say, 250 they're definitely going to be weird if you take a black girl. Home. Take one home to the Royal. What did he expect? <laughs> Everybody kicked off. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> She's American as well. Apparently, that didn't go down either. Fucking hell. 
<laughs> no, the last time an American got with a royal, you have to like, abdicate. Exactly, the king had to give up being the fucking king. What's he fucking expect? The Nazi dressing, stupid fucking ginger bell and fucking <laughs> not real fucking princess son. What expect? Hang on, you were firmly of the opinion that he was Charles's when we did our Diana episode. Nah, changed me mind. I saw a picture. <laughs> I told you, didn't I? Well, fuck. <laughs> now he's all like, quit the royal family. Look at me. I don't want attention. Look at me. Need some money. Fucking hell. Yeah. It turns out like personal security is actually very fucking expensive when you have to pay for it yourself. <laughs> 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 well, I think it's a perfect time now to abolish the fucking monarchy. Yeah, because I'm on fucking James Corden for fuck's sake. Shoot us all. <laughs> the world is just fucking devolved into an utter shit show of wank, and I want no part of it. And you notice there's been more uproar about this Megan thing than there ever was for fucking Prince Andrew. He's a fucking nonce. I was just about to say that. Unbelievable. All these people going on like, oh, yeah, the Queen's all right. She is. He's, God bless her majesty. You know, how dare they do this? And he's like, her son's a nonce. Why aren't you more outraged about that? I saw a poll the other day. Do you know what the Queen's approval rating is in England? I don't know. I wouldn't like to say 63%. 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a number I never wanted to associate with her majesty, in all fairness. Yeah. Well, don't you know, one son is a nonce, the other one is life. I just keep my head down. <laughs> I mean, Prince Andrew, was it 10%? How the fuck has he still got 10% of the people behind him? Well, that, I'm assuming 10% of the country are paedophiles. Oh, yeah, that's no, probably a point, yeah. No, it is. It's not that. It's more simple than that. You know, when you see on the news outside Buckingham Palace, um, like those mad cunts who camp out and live there forever, and they've got a million royal family badges on their hat. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Them people, they still believe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The ones who sort of, they're at the front for every royal wedding. Yeah. There three weeks early. Massive you know. cognitive dissonance. Yeah, Prince Andrew. On it. Yeah, it the is. Prince you Andrew. Know. I wonder if there's still a Prince Andrew fan club. Oh, <laughs> of course there is. Get your new limited edition Prince Andrew badges. I didn't do it. Prince Andrew's Kids Club. <laughs> you know, you get like plates and cups and stuff with like royal weddings. Like Andrew had a royal wedding, didn't he? He did. I bet those plates and stuff are dirt cheap now, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this could be a delta this opportunity. I bet they've been using a pizza hut in fucking Woking or wherever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sell him. We could sell them back to fucking Pizza Expresses. Prince Andrew getting <laughs> cutlery. <laughs> this time next year, Ben and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the worst defence ever. I've literally just been on 200 Prince Andrew mugs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fucking kill it, lads. <laughs> <laughs> if we could find them 10%, we'll make a killing. <laughs> well, let's just look at the sex offenders register and sell it to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a matter of public record, isn't it? We can yeah. get to them with an IOU. You owe us this. 
Who else is sending you gifts, you fucking dog? Don't look at gift in the mouth. Send us five quid, you twat. We we'll make it fucking even more public. <laughs> I think we could sell that to a bank manager. You want the fuck? I'll give it a go. <laughs> Are you in, lads? I'm in. <laughs> in. Fuck. All right, then. Let's talk about the fastest man on earth, Dr. John Paul Stapp. Pretty uh, impressive chap, isn't he? Certainly is. He was born in Brazil with a pair of massive steel bollocks. <laughs> the son of American missionaries there, Stapp eventually became an English major in college, but changed career paths due to a traumatic incident that occurred during his Christmas break in 1928. A two-year-old cousin was severely burned in the fireplace, and although he tried to nurse a child back to health, his efforts failed, and 63 hours after being burned, the toddler died. Stapp said it was the first time I'd ever seen anyone die, and I decided right then I wanted to be a doctor. This is the first time I've seen death, and yeah. I like it. <laughs> so I want to be around more of it. But that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I understand if, like, they saved a life, and it's like, wow, I can, the, the power of healing, and it's made me want to become a doctor. But actually, I suppose... Maybe it was a case of never again, not on my watch. Yeah, could be that. Or he just wanted to hang around dead people. <laughs> there is could that. be interpreted that way, couldn't it? Interpreted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, probably probably for the more honourable reason. I think mm. like, never, not on my watch. Never again. Yeah, yeah I think so. Unable to afford to go to a medical school initially, he first earned a master's degree in zoology, then started teaching chemistry and zoology at Decatur College in Texas while he saved up the money. Two years later, he attended the University of Texas, where he got a PhD in biophysics, and then he went to the University of Minnesota Medical School and got a doctor of medicine degree while working as a research assistant there. Fair play. A driven guy. Yeah. Because, look, the barrier's there instantly. Oh, I want to be a doctor. I can't afford to go to medical school. Well, that could have possibly ended it there, couldn't it? And for most people, it probably does. But fair play to him. He works yeah. harder than... It. He has to work harder than people with money mm. to get to the yeah. same place, which is unfair. Fair play. Of course, but I mean, let's face it, it's not like he, he shied away from doing these degrees, is he? I mean... Well, yeah, exactly. Duology, yeah. biophysics... Then yeah, he had to do all that shit, didn't he? He had to do all that <laughs> shit, whereas the rich kids went straight in and did their... Doctorate. Their doctorate. PhD. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, fair play to him. He's fucking impressive. Yeah. Very obviously a ridiculously intelligent man. Yeah. Determined, yeah. I mean, most people just settle with one degree. Mm-hmm. Right, so initially planning on being a paediatrician, Stapp changed career paths after joining the Army Medical Corps during World War II. He worked as a flight surgeon, among other things, and he was heavily involved in designing high-altitude oxygen systems, as well as studying the effects of high-altitude and high-speed flight on the human body. The end goal of all this was to create better safety systems for pilots. Because he was puzzled at how some people would survive crashes, even extreme ones, while others in similar or lesser crashes would receive fatal injuries. And a lot of this is to do with um, the G-force they reckon the human body can take at this point. Fair play. The human body can only take 18 Gs, that's it. No more, no less. 
And then it goes splat. And then it splat, you're dead. And he's like, nah, because these guys are surviving these hardcore crashes. Like in Spies Are Us. No, Spies Like Us. Yes. G-Force. <laughs> 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 then you no one really knew about any of this because until the Second World War because RES Spitfires are going to a dive and all their controls would seize up and just lock yeah. and usually ended up going into a fatal spin. And it wasn't worked out until later that because they were approaching the, the 600-odd mile an hour mark, the sound barrier, they were hitting 1G. Mm. Uh, it was a very bad idea. And the instruments couldn't uh, cope with it. Yeah, the, st- the, the, the um, mechanics of the plane couldn't cope with it. Well, it wasn't power steering, was it? No, it was a, It was like all mechanical or you know, mm. can string its wires in some cases. Fucking hell. Like, like falling in a Morris Minor at 600 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Think of it like that way, yeah. Yeah, it's like putting some wings on a Morris Minor. Get get in there and kill them Nazis in the other one in the other planes. It was a beautiful machine. It was a beautiful machine. Walnut fur panelling. <laughs> beautiful. Did you see that Top Gear episode where they, they tried to turn a Robert Reliant into a spacecraft? I did. <laughs> it was excellent. Yeah. They didn't quite make it, but they tried. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers, sorry, listener. Oh, I'm sure they've seen it by now, mate. That episode was like 20 years old, probably. Yeah, you're right. Oh, God. So this all brings us round to Project MX-981 at the Edwards Air Force Base in 1945. So as I'd said earlier, the prevailing theory was a human body could not withstand more than 18 Gs of force without suffering a fatal injury. Problem is that the airplanes of the age are flying faster and higher than ever, and the military wants to know if their pilots can safely eject at these velocities without being killed. Which I suppose makes sense. Mm, certainly of course. does. So testing towards this end was overseen by Dr. Stapp using a rocket-powered sled called the G-Wiz. <laughs> G-Wiz indeed. This was placed on rails on a 2,000-foot-long track, at the end of which was an approximately 50-foot-long section with a hydraulic braking system, which would hopefully stop the 1,500-pound sled in its tracks. Hopefully. (laughs) The passenger aboard the car was initially to be a 185-pound dummy named Oscar Eightball, and then potentially later chimpanzees. That's an amazing name for a wrestler. Oscar Eightball. Take the ring now. Oscar Eightball! (laughs) Uh, fucking eight ball painted on his head. Yeah. 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 Finisher. He's got a sock full of snooker balls. <laughs> yeah, that when the referee's not looking. And yeah. it's all oh, it writes itself, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the idea of throwing a chimp in there, though. I've got no issues with oh, the or even a even I a lobotomized don't... prisoner. I will not wrestle a chimp for no amount of money. <laughs> It's good to see you got some standards, Gaz. I certainly have, my Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> if I had a chainsaw in my hand, I'd fight a chimp. A running chainsaw. If I had to start, if if it wasn't running and it was like, three, two, one, release the chimp and I had to start the chainsaw, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's already running and it's like, three, two, one, release the chimp, fuck it, bring him on. Bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you dead up in seconds. Oh, you don't want to fight a chip, mate. If you miss, they go for the yeah, face and the genitals. Yeah. Good 
I'll fuck him up. I might cut my own leg off in the process, but <laughs> I'll fuck him up. <laughs> but imagine yeah, what if you end up bleeding to death as a result? Yeah, but I'll, I'll, over the corpse of the chip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the championship belt a lot. <laughs> Do you automatically win the championship belt for that? Yeah, that'll get some hits on YouTube. <laughs> Let's just state that we don't condone attacking chimps with chainsaws. No, or no. strapping them first. Or strapping them to rocket sleds. No. If they're coming at you, though, or trying to attack your family, your loved ones, or your dogs, then by all means, chainsaw it, away. Yeah. Well, that applies to people as well. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe not, I don't know if a chainsaw, when it comes to people, if that comes under reasonable force. You might have to argue that quite harshly in court. Maybe a cricket bat. Well, it depends what's to hand as well, doesn't it? It's like, oh, no, my trusty chainsaw was already running into hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just leave it on the side. <laughs> just in case there's a chimp attack. No. But we don't. We barely get burgled. <laughs> we've learned to live with the noise <laughs> and we've not been mauled by chimps in months <laughs> <laughs> isn't that right do you your wife's got no face <laughs> that was months ago <laughs> oh, <laughs> How did we get there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anything. Right, they tested chimps. No, they didn't <laughs> test the chimps. <laughs> oh no, they didn't. They didn't. They want. They were going to. Oh yeah. The dummy and oh, Stan yeah. said, "Nah, you can throw this away. I'm going to be the test subject." I shouldn't. <laughs> so. David Hill was in charge of collecting the test data throughout the experiments and making sure all the telemetry gear stayed working, said they all thought he was joking as we had a lot of experts come out and look at our situation. And there was a person from MIT who said if anyone gets 18 Gs, they will break every bone in their body, and that was quite <laughs> scary. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Well, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. What would you do for fucking somebody who you'd think... Would is an expert in this field comes and says, no, fuck it, go faster than that, you'll break every bone in your body. This guy was like, fuck that, I'm testing yeah. it. <laughs> you, know, like, yeah, you know when you stand, if you stand on a cockroach or something, that crunch, like, that's essentially what would happen to your body, just like... <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'll go, go on then, I'll give it a go. Strap <laughs> me in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've grown weary of life. He, yeah, he must have he must have found out his wife was cheating on him with like twenty people or something <laughs> the day before he died. Fuck, he was gutted that he didn't die. Shit, shit, how I survived. <laughs> oh well, Wait. load me in again. <laughs> well, did he survive though? Spoilers, but I don't want to give it away. Maybe he didn't. Mm, maybe. Well, we'll find we'll find out. He will. Dr. Staff, however, using his extensive knowledge of human physiology as well as analysing various crashes where people must have survived more than 18 Gs of force, and he determined the 18 G limit was absurdly low if a proper restraint system was designed and used. 
He wasn't stupid, though. He was an excellent and meticulous researcher who would soon earn the nickname The Careful Daredevil. Which is the main metal. <laughs> is it really, is it? No. No. I'm the careful daredevil. <laughs> I never take a risk. <laughs> it's, it's a contradiction in terms. It is, isn't it? It's like a You're not a daredevil, are you? <laughs> it's like me calling myself the careful rugby player. But I don't <laughs> play rugby. <laughs> Or the Virgin Shagger. (laughs) (laughs) So, the first step was to design a proper restraint system and work out all the kinks in the testing apparatus. Towards this end, they conducted nearly three dozen trial runs using the dummy, which turned out to be the best. For example, in test number one, both the main and secondary braking systems didn't work. So instead of stopping, G-Wiz and Oscar Abel shot off into the trap <laughs> of the desert. <laughs> the teeth brakes broke, so they got strengthened and then and again immediately broke. In another catastrophic failure, the forces were so extreme that Oscar broke free from his restraints. The result of this was his face literally being ripped off thanks <laughs> to the windscreen in front of his head. He went through a wooden windscreen like it was paper. <laughs> I watched the footage. Have you seen the footage of the of Oscar going through the windshield? I haven't. I've seen the footage of him, but not the not a dummy. Oh yeah, he, Oscar goes through the. It's just, it's only like a plyboard windshield kind of thing, mm. but he goes through it like it's paper, and he had his face ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of his body went flying through the air for over seven hundred feet. <laughs> 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 700, 700 feet away from your face. Do you think after seeing that he's having second thoughts? <laughs> Just call him fucking Skeletor from now on. Amen. Funnily enough, though, it was the next test that he said, right, it's my turn now. <laughs> And that we know <laughs> what a maniac! Who needs a face when you've got balls as big as mine? <laughs> and he obviously, you know, they had to beef up the thing because his his big ball energy was actually weighing the sled down. Can I can I ask you something, Brad? Did he have to step over the shedded face of the previous <laughs> participant? <laughs> I think he wore it as his own for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You put it on like a big man. <laughs> this one's for you, Oscar. <laughs> so he decided that the best way to do things was actually to face backwards oh, yeah. the first time. <laughs> That's what I said if I watched a man shed his face and land 700 feet away from it, I'd be like, um, I'm going to shit this way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who needs the back of their head? I mean, I can oh. live like that. I need me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, this one worked, but it was um, it was only ten G's during the breaking <laughs> period. So his eyeballs just come out to 
<laughs> his eyeballs came up to his arse on this one. <laughs> no, no, Kazi was fine. He was fine. It was 10 Gs. We know that people can take at least 18, so okay, it's well, it's fine at the moment. Yeah. The thing is, they ramped up the Gs all the way to 35 within six months of that first run. <laughs> okay. Stapp said, the men at the mahogany desk thought the human body would never take 18 Gs, and here we're taking twice that with no sweat. And by no sweat, of course, he no doubt meant that throughout the tests, he'd suffered a hemorrhaged retina. He literally had red outs, all the blood vessels in his eyes burst. He went blind for a few hours. Yeah, two or three hours he went blind. A fractured rib, lost several fillings from his teeth, got a series of concussions, cracked his collarbone, developed an abdominal hernia, developed countless bloody blisters caused by sand hitting his skin at extreme velocities. Severe bruising, shattering his wrists, one of them twice, and fracturing his tailbone. No sweat. He makes evil Knievel look like fucking Mavis from fucking... Yeah, I'm beginning to question the careful bit in his in his name. <laughs> did they just did they ever let him out of it? Did they just keep fighting over and over again <laughs> <laughs> until he's just a bloody pulp in the seat? Yeah. <laughs> a stack of shit that they drag out, barely <laughs> recognisable as human. What's worse is he's probably he's gone through each one. He's had each injury, recovered from it, and then gone again. No, he's, a yeah. he's a special kind of psychopath. Isn't oh, he? just a bit. He's a freak. Oh, he's brilliant. Alien. Reptilian. <laughs> Maybe. While he was recovering from injuries, if further tests needed conducting, he did begin allowing other volunteers. But as soon as he was healthy again, Dr. Staff was back in the seat instead. One of his co-workers on the project, George Nichols, stated that... Uh, Stapp just couldn't bear the idea of someone being seriously injured or killed in the experiments he was conducting, so wherever possible, made himself the guinea pig instead. What a badass. Yeah. He's like the Jackie... <coughs> Excuse me, he's like the Jackie Chan of the science world. Does all his own stunts. Yeah. <laughs> True. Of course, in order for the research as useful to be po- as useful as possible and for other scientists to believe what Dr. Stapp was managing to endure... Extremely accurate sensors were needed, which is where one Captain Edward A. Murphy comes in. Who's he? Well, this is the guy who gave rise to the, the popularly named Murphy's Law. Ah. Was well, he thick as fucking Irish? <laughs> <laughs> and what is Murphy's Law for people who don't know, man? Uh, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. Sometimes called Sod's Law. Yep. Yes. So basically, he was going to put these uh, sensors in and then they were going to test on a chimp for this one. Although Murphy would claim it was Stat that was strapped in. However, after the test run, they found the sensors hadn't worked at all. Turns out he'd wired them up wrong. He'd put them in backwards. For fuck's sake. So, yeah, it wasn't good. Stat always said that it's a good thing because if it does something doesn't work, does the system fail or does it stay working? Well, you'd want the whole thing to fail, wouldn't you, if one thing failed? Surely. 
No, you'd want that to keep running. No, you want everything to shut down. No, because you, you're still going to make it to the braking section. <laughs> That's a good point. So you want everything to keep pushing that sled towards the braking system. All this is doing is recording stuff, yeah. sensors, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Mm. But yeah, they've decided now that they need to go faster. <laughs> okay. So having reached 35 Gs after 26 runs by himself and several others by 11 volunteers, he needed a faster sled. <laughs> at this point, humans were flying at supersonic speeds, and whether or not they could survive ejecting at those speeds needed to be known. Enter the Sonic Wind Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. Sonic Wind? That's Sonic Wind. fast, isn't it, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Wind! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Dead. <laughs> so this sled could use up to 12 rockets capable of producing a combined 50,000 pounds worth of thrust, resulting in speeds as high as 750 miles an hour. Wow. The track was 3,550 feet long with the braking system using water scoops. The braking will be varied and lowered by raising the water level slightly. So December 10th, 1954... Dr. Staff would pull off his most daring and final experiment. Previous to this run, Dr. Staff stated, I practiced dressing and undressing with the lights out, so if I was blinded, I wouldn't be helpful. <laughs> As he assumed he would probably be blind afterwards if he survived at all. Uh, I practiced with no face. <laughs> <laughs> He would also state, when he was sitting there waiting for the rockets to be fired, he said to himself, Paul, it's been a good life. Fucking painful life. Yeah. In order to stop his arms and legs from flapping involuntarily in the wind during the test, they were securely strapped down and a mouth guard was inserted to keep his teeth from breaking off. Oh, jeez. Wow. And then he blasted off on his 29th and final sled using nine solid fuel rockets capable of producing 40,000 pounds of thrust. The sled accelerated from zero up to 632 miles an hour, which is 1,017 kilometers per hour, in a mere five seconds. Fucking hell! All I can no. Hope he put some gaffer tape over his arse on <laughs> I bet he was securely plugged. <laughs> Based on his previous injuries. <laughs> that is that. that is mental. I mean, you hear like on car shows and stuff, they always say what's the naught to sixty, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They say about that's about five seconds, isn't it, for a fast car? <laughs> <laughs> this is naught to six hundred in five seconds. <laughs> that's like oh. A jumbo jet. <laughs> Just you hold it onto your face. <laughs> wow. So yeah, but that's so he's six hundred and thirty-two miles an hour in five seconds. That's twenty G's of force just on the acceleration phase. Then, in the span of just 1.4 seconds, he came to a full stop 
experiencing 46.2 Gs of force in the other direction, meaning that his body weighed almost 7,000 pounds at the peak G-force. And he'd also set the highest record for a speed record for any human. No shit. (laughs) Wow. There's a pilot flying above recording this in a jet plane, and he said... Quote him, he was going like a bullet, he went by me like I was standing still, and I was going 350 miles per hour. Jesus. Fuck me. He stopped in a fraction of a second. It was absolutely inconceivable that anybody could go in that fast and then just stop and survive. Nevertheless, Dr. Staff was alive as he was unstrapped from the chair. His eyes had hemorrhaged and were completely filled with blood. Fucking hell. Dr. Stapp said... I'm so happy I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know what Dr. Stapp said? Oh, yes, please. It felt like being assaulted in the rear by a fast freight train. (laughs) (laughs) At least they still got a face. (laughs) (laughs) The, The... Fucking structural integrity of his anus may have been forever changed. <laughs> yeah, he was shitting pancakes the rest of his life. <laughs> he's got a, face, a rubbery face. Do <laughs> right. it's barely attached now? <laughs> well, what else did he say? What else did he say, Ben? He said, I felt a sensation in the eyes, somewhat like the extraction of a molar without anaesthetic. Oh, Jesus. He'd also cracked some ribs, broken his wrist, <laughs> had some internal again. injuries. He had internal injuries to his respiratory and circulatory systems, i.e., his lungs and, uh, and his, heart. his heart, his heart, his veins. And what the fuck did we get out of this, like, as a species? What did it further? What sort? Did it advance our understanding of just yeah, don't go that fast? It's saying that you can eject at that speed and still survive. Yeah, but with fucking <gasps> eyes exploded, blood coming out from your eyeballs, your arsehole sagged out your fucking car, <laughs> fucking armpits aren't where they used to be. <laughs> oh, but you can survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what a champion this guy is. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, it's also, it's worth pointing out this guy also invented the method of halo parachute jumping. What's that? Hoping for the best. High altitude, low opening. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you jump from like really, really high up and mm-hmm. you don't open until you get to about a thousand feet. Like in an action movie. Like in an action movie, exactly. Awesome. That's pretty so that's, bad, eh? Yeah. But what happened when his parachute opened and his entire skeleton shattered? <laughs> 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 he just went through the soles of his feet. <laughs> yeah, you can survive that. <laughs> With his eyes, he was initially blind, and it was assumed that his retinas had detached. Uh, he hadn't, and his in a few hours, his sight came back. Oh wow! He did live with minor residual effects on his vision that lasted for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's the least of his worries, I think. <laughs> 
Slightly blurred vision. Yeah, one time you were pissing out blood through your retinas. You didn't see anything, you mad twat. Sit down. Stop trying to jump off things. Stop it. <laughs> You're 93. <laughs> well, he wanted to do another one. He wanted to go a thousand right. miles an hour. <laughs> He's a, fucking... a thousand miles an hour. 632 and he suffered them injuries. A thousand. This Let's guy's got a fucking death wish. He's a lunatic. That'd be the least of my concerns when all my injuries healed. Oh, I reckon we could do that twice as fast. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, my sight came back. Isn't it? I'm fine. No, I'm over here. I, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> he did do further experiments, though he didn't take the seat himself. Yeah, with, he used the test dummy. He got to 80 Gs, but at that point, the sonic wind itself ripped off the track and was damaged. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, he, he didn't really like using the chimpanzees, so uh, that's why he wanted to do it himself. He got a promotion thanks to the extreme benefits of his work, but after his 46.2G run, they decided to shut down the experiment altogether. In other words, just to get him to stop. Yeah. <laughs> For his own fucking safety. You know, they're like, this guy's really clever. We need him alive. <laughs> we get that he loves testing shit out, but nah. <laughs> Stop this now. We've got all the data we need. <laughs> got all of it, John Paul. <laughs> I can make a thousand miles an hour, god damn it. No, no you can't. Your body will literally split in two. <laughs> Your head will detach, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But, I mean, he'd done his job, hadn't he? he the, the idea was get better restraint and ejection systems and prove that humans could survive ejecting at the fast speeds of the aircraft of the day. Wow. Proved that. Proved it all. He saved what? lives doing that. How long did he live? Do what di- how old was he when he died? He died in 99. He was 89. Fuck yeah. 1999 he died. And what was he trying to do? Parachute off the top of his <laughs> <laughs> No, he was just fixing the area on the roof and a slight gust of wind took him off. <laughs> no, not really. I had no idea. I think he just died of old age. Oh, <laughs> um, But he did save hundreds and thousands of lives because he had a great... He then went on to champion using the use of seatbelts in cars, <laughs> airbags, things like that. Oh, yeah, with this, and he even strapped himself into the cars and they drove him up brick walls to prove the, prove his point. <laughs> <laughs> they just show videos of him when he was in the hospital with all his injuries at once. Yeah. They're in the bed going, uh, uh, <laughs> Wear a seatbelt, kids. <laughs> or you look like me. <laughs> written it on his plaster on his head on the galaxy cuts. <laughs> oh, all the doctors are chimps. Uh, <laughs> there's loads of chimps around him with little white coats yeah. on he never really got much credit for convincing car manufacturers to prioritise automobile safety and he did give them like, most of the initial data to help them improve designs he never really got a little credit for that, but he was behind it. So not only is he the absolute badass with massive steel testicles, he is, if you've ever been in a car crash and survived due to a seatbelt, you can thank him. 
Well, I think right. this guy deserves a round of applause. I do. Uh, you mean a, a full quit into the ball round of applause? Yeah, I reckon so. He's a fucking right. legend, isn't he? Yeah. There we go. I think that's probably the best person we've ever talked about on this show. Probably. Yeah. Obviously. Normally they're pedos or fucking serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> or, or inventors who want to make death rays. Yeah. Or no, nut jobs. Or ward psychos. Or just each other. Or just each other. What? Oh, Lord. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, that's, that is John Paul Starr. All right, so let's finish the show on some weird news and broken hearts and bleeding shards. Hey. I'll go first then. Pentagon admits holding and testing wreckage from UFO crashes, author claims. Oh, yeah. Thought you'd like this one, Matt. Yeah. They've admitted it, though, haven't they? It's not even a claim anymore, is it? Mm, I'm not sure. Well, oh. they said they recovered crafts that were not of this earth. Remember all that? Yeah, it came out in the paper, didn't it? In the New York Times or whatever. And then, like, they had to retract it somehow, part of it. I'm not sure which part they retracted. Oh, fuck balls. Yeah. They said about the crafts definitely are from this earth. Whether they've recovered anything or not, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, that's the bit I think they had to retract it. Because you had Tom DeLong saying, like, yeah, you, they've got stuff, I've seen it, and they're like, what do you want about Tom? Shut up. Other small things. That's better. <laughs> yeah, shut up and sing. Monkey boy. <laughs> UFO author Anthony Braglia wrote to the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency requesting details of all UFO material, which it holds, and the results of any tests carried out. The DIA released 154 pages of test results that includes reports on mysterious memory metal called a nitinol, which remembers its original shape when folded. Mr. Brigalia claimed it was a stunning admission from the US government and said some of the retrieved debris possesses extraordinary capabilities. Let Transformers use that sort of technology. Maybe the Transformers then, guys? Well, I bet there's an element to that in the transformation, you know. This bit of metal remembers that it goes foldy over this way. Yeah. Makes sense. Have you seen the new one on Netflix, actually? I've tried. I love the storyline. I like the animation, but I hate the fact that um, to get around, sort of, you know, that there's, there's sort of guild and actors guild and that kind of stuff. Um, Basically, they paid the cheapest voice actors they could rather than get the actual voice actors. Ah. It, just, it just kills it for me. I love the storyline. Everything's very reminiscent of the Dreamwave comics and the IDW comics. But it's just fucking hell. They've just got like the shittest actors you can. <laughs> I'm angry. Scrimping <laughs> and saving. Yeah, looks that way. I didn't mind it. I watched both seasons. It was okay. There's a third one coming. There's a trilogy, so... All right. Yeah. Interesting. So, the Pentagon's admitted to holding on to this metal from UFOs or Transformers. Mm-hmm. 
and they've been able to learn some things about the materials of construction which hold tremendous promise as futuristic materials will change our lives forever. Well, yeah, especially if you can fold your phone up and, like, I don't know, put it somewhere and then it just springs back or... Have the government come out and confirm this or is there evidence? Well, this, this is letter? a 154-page Freedom of Information request release. Mike, evidence is for losers. Nah. We do conspiracies. <laughs> What's evidence? <laughs> you know my my stance on aliens. Well, yeah, I, know. I made a reference today that nobody really got. Well, they got, but maybe it just wasn't funny, but I thought it was funny. There's a lad at work. You know the type of people who, if they just bang themselves ever so slightly, they act like an Italian footballer. And they're like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> you know the type. He did one of those completely typical over-the-top reactions today. And I think I've just watched so much pro wrestling in my life. I just, I know selling when I see it. It's like, that didn't really hurt. <laughs> anyway, I said, fucking hell, <laughs> Jay. JFK made less fuss when he got shot in the fucking head. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, mate. Oh, anyway. You know when someone's really hurt, it's like guttural and it makes you heckle stand up and be like, oh, God, something awful has happened. Oh, my someone, God, there's a lot of blood on the floor. Well, when someone's just making a meal of it, you're just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> they want you to take part in some little social game where, like, I'm supposed to say now, ooh, are you okay? Ooh, but I know it's acting, so I'm not going to act as just fuck off. And then suppose that's probably why they think I'm an arsehole, because I just stood there watching him do his little dance with his thumb. Like, ooh, fuck it out. Anyway. Mm. Well, fair enough. That's, I needed it off my chest. That's fine. Without giving uh, it away his actual name, Sarah came up with an amazing nickname for him. <laughs> his name's Nick. He's a Nickhead. He's just a Nickhead. Mm. An utter Nickhead. He's the sort of person, I don't know if I've said this before, who holds a box. And this isn't a thing I'm making up. This is a real-life incident. Holding, like, a packet that clearly it says on it the name of the product and times 10. Like, massive. Literally yeah. in black. Like quite literally black print on a white fucking label. And he's got he's got this sort of accent from like Gloucestershire sort of thing. Here, Gareth. How many's in a pack of these? Uh, <laughs> well, mate, you can't fix stupid. I'm not the brightest peanut in the turd, Ben. Well, fuck me. Anyway, sorry, aliens. Maybe this guy's Aliens. One. Apparently, this stuff could have come from Ros the Roswell incident of 1947. Oh, doesn't it's all, it? It's all speculation, though, isn't it? Because if you get down to the bottom of the article, it said the DIA has held back certain details about materials, including any information they could be of alien origin. Yeah, well, you know, speculation is true. Isn't the key it? point, isn't it? They haven't actually come out and said it's of alien origin. They've left well, it quite yes. ambiguous, I suppose. Well, fair enough, but some of it's been redacted, of course. But you know, let's—we all know where it's come from. Space. Exactly. <laughs> Space. Klingon. Yeah, why not? Klingons, Romulans, Borg. 
on that. We the clangers. <laughs> the clangers. <laughs> the Didn't they live on the moon? <laughs> the, clang- the clangers. Yeah, I think they did. Like, yeah. I don't think they had spacefaring technology. The clangers. Isn't that the nickname for the yes. Blackburn Rovers? <laughs> Uh no. <laughs> it should be Clang. Nah, n- their nickname's the shit. Uh, <laughs> Northern shit. Delighter <laughs> than forest. <laughs> yeah, uh, geographically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at league position. Only just. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you still have one two European Cups back-to-back, have it? Oh, God. What league are you two in again? Championship. Oh, fair enough. One league above Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tiny little club just up the road, you know. Fallen Giants, guys, fallen Giants. <laughs> time will come. The time will come again. It's all a will. <laughs> How long? How long have you been saying? <laughs> Every season we say it. <laughs> this is our year now. Back to this the, is our year. The big time. Back to the prayer. <laughs> It'll take like at least two. Yeah, well, it's all a wheel. It all goes round. What comes around goes around. We'll we'll get back there. I think they call that magical thinking. Good enough for me. I'm going to start doing sex magic about it. Uh-huh. Whatever, whatever fills that hole. <laughs> in, in your... <laughs> well, magic magic is in the butthole. That's what football is. Football is, is the opium of the masses. Should we go on to the next one? Yeah, next one. Next up, communicating with a dreaming person is possible. Yeah, you just got to the head and go... Wake up, you fucking silly twat. <laughs> <laughs> no, a two-way communication. Oh. So if I'm dreaming, someone can communicate with me inside my dream and I can communicate them? Exactly, yeah. Four independent teams report that dreaming during the ramp stage allows for two-way communication. Wow. Well, that's impressive. Chris Mazarek was a freshman in college when he had a dream that he was inside the Legends of Zelda video game. He saw himself as a main protagonist, Link, in third person. Suddenly, beeping noises came from inside the game. That was my cue, Mazarek says. In reality, Mazarek was napping on a bed inside a laboratory during his third session of being induced into a lucid dream in which you are aware, while dreaming, that what you are experiencing is in fact a dream. By a research team at Northwestern University in 2019, he was one of 36 participants in an international experiment that aimed to establish communication between the sleeping and awake. Northwestern's research team had asked Mazarek to signal to them while asleep that he was having a lucid dream. Mazarek was to do this by moving his eyes left to right three times as quickly as he could. The team then asked Mazarek a simple math equation through a speaker what is eight minus two still asleep he moved his eyes back and forth and gave six as his answer answering them i was half dreaming i was in the video game and half where i was still in the lab mazarek says when i heard the math problem cue 
in the dream, I realised I must still be asleep. Oh, fucking hell. But I, I, I've already got that answer wrong. <laughs> Your match, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> six minus two. Oh, fucking hell, I'll just wake up. He was eight minus two, so you would have got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, what's the answer? Tits. Dreaming of tits. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> ah, well. Have you ever had a lucid dream? Not that I know of. Does anyone hear a lucid dream? I barely remember them, to be fair. I can tell myself to wake up if they're not good. Yeah, I, I get this thing. This is a dream and you need to wake up. Mm. I get that most nights, to be honest. Are you plagued by nightmares? Not nightmares. <laughs> they're, just never, they're, just, they're just weird. There's dreams. Dreams are weird. I don't want surreal. Weird. Life's my waking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I go to sleep to get away from it. <laughs> I try and live a bit. Right. Shall I uh, read this bad boy out um, they care about my privacy. Fuck off. Oh, do I have to? How many things do we just accept all to? I mean, we've got a fucking clue what we're accepting. Oh, yeah, we could be fucking damning That's us all we're... forever. The devil could have slipped one in and we wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> weird number you don't recognise, ring you all day, because you just every day you're on your phone going, you're zapped, zapped, zapped. Yeah, but who reads the terms and conditions? Facebook terms and conditions is longer than war and peace. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it's em. done that, that for it's done like that on purpose so people are just mm. fucking oh fuck it I'll say anything I ain't reading that shit and it's all like legalese it ain't, <laughs> it's not like a my, novel <laughs> my favourite language the beauty of legalese oh. one day I'm gonna write a poem in legalese oh. <laughs> it'll be beautiful so anyway and finally. Cat invades market, tries to steal cat food, but ends up sleeping. <laughs> oh, it's like a feel-good story. Maybe the most happy cat story ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. I read this with a cat asleep on me as I speak. Bless her. A hungry cat invaded the market in the morning with a very clear objective, to eat cat food. He managed to go unnoticed by the employees of the Tesco market in the city of Rugby, England, and successfully reached the feed corridor. But an unexpected thing ended his plan. He slept. Oh. As is evident from the blatant... Oh, there's a word missing there. That's not me being... I don't think this... I think this article may have been translated. Ah. He took a look at the available rations and chose a £2.49 ration... Yeah, yeah, you see what I mean. <laughs> well, what is, why has it been translated? It's in England. Who's translate? Has someone translated it from another foreign language? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Some fuckers translated it from English, reported it in one country, and then someone's retranslated it back. <laughs> and, it like this. and I'm going to read it exactly as it's fucking written, all right? <laughs> He even dropped it on the floor, but in that moment, he unexpectedly fell asleep. The first who caught the thief was Melanie Morris Jones, 39, who went to the market to get something to eat and drink. She no shit. <laughs> <laughs> she asked the cashier 
if he knew he had a cat in the feed corridor. <laughs> feed corridor? What is that? <laughs> it's oh, Games. This is like written by someone who's never been in a supermarket in their life. <laughs> go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom and they're like, are you interested in the bedrooms or the feed corridor? <laughs> <laughs> well, the cashier surprisingly replied that every time this cat came in, but this time he tried to steal and ended up sleeping. No report. Oh. No reports were made to the police. Good. <laughs> Why is this fucking judge dread? Jesus Christ. <laughs> he comes to inspire the higher. Cat. I hope they fed the cat. Illegal the cat doesn't look like he's starving. No, he's a fat bastard. Put <laughs> him into the fucking supermarket. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, well, at least at least you've got a a happy tale. That cat looks a bit like Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> pissed. <laughs> He's got a weird patch on his head. You're all about Gorbachev. Oh, that's who I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Redhead. You know in Shaun of the Dead where everyone who he sees keeps saying to him, you've got red on you. <laughs> <laughs> You reckon Gorbachev used to get that? You've got red on Thanks. your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, at least you've got a happy ending. A happy tale for one. Yeah. Fair play. Makes well, a change. I said let's depress everyone now with some really bad advice. Yeah, <laughs> broken hearts and bleeding shots. Can we have Put the uh, theme tune, please, guys? <clears throat> Broken hearts and bleeding shards. <laughs> All right, shall I go first, Mike? Yeah, man. Why do we need to breathe? Anyone else think how horrifying it is that we have to constantly breathe or we just die? Well, it is pretty fucked up. But I, one of the most amazing things is that our body just does it for us without us thinking about it. Because if that was another thing you had to remember, well, I'd be fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, my suggestion to this young man is if he's so fucking tired of breathing, hold your breath underwater till you stop. <laughs> and no one's going to miss you. You fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. A few rounds of COVID and then see if he's moaning about breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ungrateful little prick. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm so, oh, it's such a shitter, isn't it? I mean, to breathe. Oh, fuck up. <laughs> Grateful. It's a miracle that it just happens. Even <laughs> when you're unconscious on fuckloads of drugs sometimes. Like fucking <laughs> un the fuck conscious and it still does it for you. You can't walk into the work. <laughs> That does it. You have to think about that, don't you? <laughs> it is true. And you know, like what Rambo says, killing's as easy as breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what oh, I said. Man does to himself. I'm joking, of course. Before anyone writes a letter to, you know, 
the governing body of podcasts. Oh man, we don't want them on our backs again. No. Right. What's next on this agenda of horror? Okay, next up. Is pizza a balanced diet? Yeah. If you eat it with other things. He says it has all the food groups. It's got grains, which is the crust, protein, pepperoni, sausage, etc. Dairy, cheese, vegetables, onions, peppers, etc. Fruits, tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's a genius. No, no, he's not. <laughs> OK, let's go through the major. That, that's what we call toppings. Let's go for the major construction elements of your standard pizza. What's the base made of? Bread. Is that good for you? Part of a balanced diet, it's okay. Yeah, but he's saying pizza, so he's on about, I can eat, I can eat, as long as I change the toppings, I can eat pizza every day like a ninja turtle. You're not fucking Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck me, do I really have to explain this? If you eat pizza every single fucking day, Anyone, even people remark to me that I, oh, how do you eat shit and stay skinny? Well, I eat a small amount of shit. That's the key. I'm not healthy. I'm just skinny. But I'm not healthy. I just eat a small amount of shit. But if you eat lots of that same shit, if I multiplied that out, it's happened to me before, and eat a lot of shit, guess what? We have really fat pizza dough three times a day. Your fucking, your colon will explode inside your <laughs> You stupid as Mary fucking olives you put on the top, you stupid fucking bell end. Jesus. <laughs> fucking. Did everybody yes. fucking stomach explode in his face? Fuck me. <sighs> fucking skin turns to fucking pizza grease. <laughs> man, pizza is amazing and lovely, but man cannot live off pizza alone. Like I said earlier, you are not a ninja fucking turtle. They're radioactive, man. They're mutants. <laughs> I've got the same metabolism as you, you fucking nincompoop. <laughs> yes, well done. Next one. Should I quit masturbation after mom's death? No. My mom died eight days ago. I was a carer. Eight now I'm alone and I just ago. want to make a pro. Eight days ago and this is on the top of your list of fucking things to worry about. Have you been through a possessions yet? Have you been through a will? Have you grieved, man? Have you grieved? I mean, I'm a horny man. I'm a horny man. But if eight days after my mother's death, I hadn't had a wank, I don't think I'd notice. Two weeks now I'd start asking questions. Three weeks and I'd be on an analyst's couch. Jesus Christ. Hey, <laughs> just have a whack. Just man up and have a wank, you silly sod. But he wants, he wants to make a proud. Mate, you're on the internet writing questions. You're one click away from wank paradise, you silly twat. <laughs> Why are you on fucking Google questions for when you could be on fucking YouPorn? Yeah, it's a valid point. Your mum wouldn't want you to stop. <laughs> it's not healthy. I did it herself. Yeah, it's not healthy to stop. So just, I mean, man up a bit. That's my advice to him. Man up a bit. Come on, lad. That's your mum, not your wife. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, what was going on? I mean, I don't know. But come on. Unless your favourite was MILF porn, and every time you go on there now, you're like, ah, oh, mammy. <laughs> you know, oh. I, I, but we'll go on teen, teeny babysitter porn or whatever. Just just flip, just change it around, flip it up a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've got to flip it. Get a grip. Literally. You get a strong grip. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking loser. Who the fuck lets their mother's death get in the way of a wank? Fucking hell. <laughs> Just do it at the funeral doesn't go down well. <laughs> no, never. But to this guy who wrote it in, I'm ever so sorry, but if you can't manage it nine days in, then you don't deserve your cock, mate. You're a disgrace to cock havers everywhere. Think of all the little weirdo trannies that would kill for that cock and you don't even use it right. Cock I've dealt with that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. This, right, is enti- this is entitled Good Penis Aim Question. Mm. Okay. How do you come on your feet without missing? I do it because it is easy to clean and I love feet. <laughs> How do you come on your feet without missing? <laughs> yeah. And then he says, update, Wait. I meant to say, come on my own feet. Yeah, I got that. I got that yeah. bit. What weird angle is this guy's cock stuck at that it's difficult to just point down and slap <laughs> on your own feet? I mean, what happened to it? Did it get caught in a vice? <laughs> in a horrible fishing accident. What happened? Why is it so difficult to point down and spaff? Maybe it's not a problem with his cock. Maybe it's his feet. Maybe his feet run backwards. Hi. <laughs> well, in that case, he's fucked, didn't he? <laughs> And then this letter shouldn't be about his spapping, should it? It should be like, my feet are on I have to walk backwards. The crick in my neck. Maybe he's got really small feet. Right. I'm speaking specifically to the person who wrote this now. Take hold of the penis. Put the penis down and spap. It's like, Jesus, it could be, you could teach a fucking, oh, he's going on Google Answers, fucking ask that question. Fucking, how do I spaff on my feet? Get a normal cock and a brain that's not diseased, you fucking spaffy feetage. I don't have to clean them as well. You better add white, just because it's on your feet, you're still going to clean. <laughs> <laughs> some really inventive people out there with masturbation. I've never thought about right. spaffing on my feet. Not done. Does he think that counts as not clear? I, I spaff on my feet and I put my socks back on and I just go oh. back again. And I wonder why I've got no friends and everyone says I smell like rotting fish. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some strange people out there. Well, I hope he. His backwards feet cause him to fall into the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. There's more. Uh, a, a member of my yes, I think we've got two more. Yeah. A member of my household does not flush the toilet after peeing, so I can smell urine every time. What are the harmful effects of smelling urine for long periods of time? Why are you in there for long? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
I can't believe it. I can, I can still smell it. Oh, big lungfuls. Oh, I can still smell it. Flush the toilet and grow up, you fucking shithead. <laughs> Maybe the toilet's right next to his bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bed Oh, I hate people like that. Like, hey, you forgot to. Sometimes people forget. Just man up, grow up, pop the seat down, and press flush. Just fucking hell. Is it worth shitting the house over? I never <laughs> flushed it. I never flushed the toilet every time I go for a piss, man. It wastes water. You're like that. What does he say in that? Meet the fuckers. Yeah. Uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Unless it becomes too unbearable, then you've got to flush it. You've got at least three or four pisses before it becomes unbearable. If the cat comes out with its eyes watering. Yeah. Probably flush that. Right. <laughs> Anyway, this guy, just flush the bug, grow up, and stop sniffing your partner's piss, you weirdo. (laughs) Next, Mm. finally, and finally. And finally. Give them my best advice. Okey-doke. Stretching my shoulders like Hulk Hogan before a match. Here we go. Okay. Girlfriend makes fun of my penis. (laughs) <laughs> how do I how do I stop without sounding soft? No pun. She pokes fun of the la- lack of length and size. He makes cute little pet names for it and even jokes about it around our friends. Oh, oh, fuck it. I'll get yourself a new girlfriend. <laughs> Never. No, Ben, that's at the very small end. Of it. I think in reality needs to happen. Do we know what country this is in? No. No. No, no, no. If it's America, you go to your local Walmart and you buy an M16. And all <laughs> get yourself a maybe a few hand grenades. I'm sure they sell them at Walmart. Night vision goggles, all this shit, you know, all this shit that gives a redneck a hard on. <laughs> get told up. And just like Terminator 2, when Sarah Connor goes after Miles Dyson, but dub pussy out and change her mind like she did. And uh, I, I would say just execute your girlfriend off the face of the earth. I would just not only kill, I would like somehow atomize her in a way. I would explode her somehow. I mean, that's awful. In front of your friends. Why would you, right, even if I had a massive dick, I wouldn't want my missus to like when we're out with my friends like, oh my God, do you know what I call his cock? <laughs> I call it the mammoth. Even if it's so much of his tiny, it's like, do you know what I call his cock? Little snaily whaley. Oh. <laughs> Why she just bounce her head off the bar there and then gone? I mean, you're going to prison, but Jesus, it's weird. I mean, no man needs to live like this. <laughs> no. Alternative, you could just pack your bags and leave overnight, and nobody needs to die in any kind of violent action movie stylized way. Yeah, yeah. Probably the better advice. Nah, a bit of murder's never hurt anyone, has it? Apart the person being murdered. Well, if that person is the sort of person who says, oh, he's got a tiny cock when you're at parties, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, not really, there's no need for that. There's no need for that. And no, that's people fucking... who balconies or roll downstairs, aren't they? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? One day you'd be walking behind her in like those like sixty grand shoes that he paid for, just like tell him I've got a little cut one more, and he'll just snap and like oh god, he'll just shove her and like down she'll go and the diamond rings and all that all fly off and you'll just be like ah finally like a she weight has lifted off your shoulders ah she shouldn't have been wearing them six inch heels on these metal stairs ah down you go but anyway uh, I'm not I'm not encouraging murder can I just um, point out that she may just have an incredibly large vagina <laughs> it's possible yeah. I doubt it, but I, in, in all seriousness, we don't, you know, to our, our group of listeners who are loyal, uh, I don't condone violence against women in any way, shape or form. Obviously, I'm just being a dick. But like, yeah, lead a fucking awful, awful situation. No woman is worth, no man would be worth that. If a man was doing a similar equivalent thing, fuck that shit. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's fucking wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Just dump her, man. It ain't worth it. Yeah, Find someone fucking, who, who fucking wants to be with you because they they like you and no yeah. if, if people are like that, if people belittle you like that and they can't possibly love you can they so the wrong yeah, person or find um, someone who's been with someone with a smaller penis than you <laughs> that could be impossible for this guy but anyway and if right. that's the case kill yourself not her but anyway oh obviously <laughs> jokes not funny we love you I think that I concludes. Broken hearts and bleeding shots. Yeah, I'd say that does. And I'd Good say stuff. that's the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't think the flavour aid and don't join a cult unless it's one we start. Me, I've been Gaz. Thank you for listening. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. <laughs>